All right. Good morning. Welcome in episode 29, Neil Down Podcast. How are we doing, Mason? We are doing well. We've got some traction going on in our dynasty. We got some trades being made. I've got guys hitting me up for trades. So once that first one went through, everyone kind of got a high off that and want and wants to be a want to they want to be included. Yeah, so it's Dynasty Wednesday. We'll start the show off with our Dynasty talks, and let's talk about the first trade that happened that involved you. Break it down for us. Yep, so I I need uh, a running back, especially you know a younger one for the future because my current ones are Montgomery and Jacobs. Um, I do have Penny on the bench, you know, but again, he's not that young. He's, you know, 26 in a contract year. Um, my younger running backs were Herbert and Algier, so you really never know with them. Um and I was pretty uh, heavy at the wide receiver position. So I threw out DK on the trading block just to see what I would get. And uh, I accepted a Brees Hall for DK Metcalf. Yeah, I think I honestly think that was a fair trade for both sides. If I, Obviously, if Hall pans out to what he's supposed to be, he was drafted the 101 in rookie drafts. Uh, but yeah, Colton, I mean, he needed a receiver. He's got DK for the next five years at least. The Hall he got until he's you know, 27, 28. So, yeah, I, I think that was a fair trade for both sides. Yeah, and, you know, he Brees Hall, he might not be a starter this year because he might be just be doing that 50-50 timeshare with Michael Carter. Um, his uh, passing attempts – or not attempts, but targets that he saw last week are um, awesome. If that can continue with Zach Wilson, that's kind of what I am hoping for, that, hey, they saw that this guy can do something with the ball in his hands. Let's get him the ball. Um so that's just my only concern. I might not play Brees Hall a lot this year where DK was starting. And just the flip side for DK, um, obviously he's a, an athletic specimen. He's a great wide receiver, but I'm just a little concerned with his quarterback and what that future kind of looks like at that position. Um, seven targets, a lot of targets. You caught them all, but for less than 40 yards, I can just see that being his role for this year. I just don't know if, um, he's going to be that deep home run hitter that we saw with Wilson. So I was okay with getting rid of him because I still had other guys. I mean, I had Brandon Cooks on my bench. I plugged him in now, um, which I do like. I think Brandon Cooks is a lot safer and will kind of – I can almost not necessarily guarantee, but should expect, you know, double-digit points, whether that's 10 points or 20, um, every week with Brandon Cooks. Yeah, that makes sense. I would plug in Cooks if I were you. I I totally get where you're coming from with Hall, you know, playing the long game there. Yeah, and then you just made the second trade. I did about 35 minutes ago. I I was looking around uh, everyone's team, who needed what, and I still have some trade offers out there for some people. So if you, checked, if, if, I, if you haven't checked this morning, go check, see what I have to offer. But I traded away Calvin Ridley for people who don't know. He suspended the whole year on gambling. He's coming back. He'll be 29 when he comes back. And, you know, you know, I mean, for Dynasty, he still could have a lot left in the tank. Uh, but I traded for a 2023 first-round pick. So now I have, I have my own and a second one. And I love the 2023 draft class. Maybe Bijan Robinson slips to me. I'll get a couple mm-hmm. of those. I'll get a couple of those receivers. <laughs> you never know how. Hey, I might have the one overall pick. I'm on one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely thought that you, I mean, no offense to Riley, you know, you never know how stuff pans out. Ridley could come back and be what he was. And that was wide receiver five at his best. Right. Um, 
but he's coming he's coming back he'll be 28 by the time he plays next and 29 halfway through next year or in december of next year um so you know you're hoping that the hope is that he will pick up where he left off but i don't know a 29 year old receiver who hasn't played in you know a year and a half yeah it, with a, a, a team that has a a rookie, Drake London, a second-year guy in Kyle Pitts. I just don't know if he'll even be there anymore. Yeah. Um, he might be the third option. So I definitely think, obviously, again, you you could take Bijan Robinson and he could just be a bust, you know. But on the surface, right. I think you won the trade. Yeah, obviously, it isn't as impactful as your trade because obviously the first to pick and Calvin Ridley won't see anything this year. So we going to have to wait and see on that one. And I do have one trade out there as well. Not a couple like you. I know – um, Logan, uh, Kriegs, he's trying to get Pittman from me and he's just giving me awful, awful options. <laughs> so I countered, I'm like, the only way I'll even look at it is if it's, um, a player in a first rounder. So I'd said Mike Evans for a first and he said, no, I'm like, all right, that's fine. I'll keep Pittman. Yeah. Now is now could not be the worst time, a worst time to try and trade for Michael Pittman. He's arguably not even at a ceiling yet, and he's only trending up. So Yeah, he's 24. He's got, you know, not saying it's his quarterback of the future by any means, but he's got a quarterback who can get him the ball. We saw that with the 12, 13 targets. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely untradeable, but you're going to have to right. give up a lot for those young stud receivers like a Jefferson, a Chase, a Pittman. Um so, yeah, that's pretty much all the news that we have for trades or anything um, for a dynasty. Yeah, let's get into the matchups. A couple, you know, to talk a minute or two about each. Let's start with yours versus Colton. Oh, sweet. So, okay, let me go back. Yeah, so Colton won 147 to 119. And, you know, obviously we should we should a lot of on his team in, before week one, but Mahomes, no one expected a 43-point performance. Nobody expected a 22-point point performance for uh, Clyde. You know, he had a lot of high, unexpected performers. Yeah, I mean, Kirk, 17, that wasn't necessarily out of his reach by any means just because he is the lone guy. But, I mean, if Mahomes even just gets 30, which is more than his projected, and Clyde's gets 17, more than his projected, that's 17 points right there. It's a lot different ball game. Um, and then I just had guys that just under, I mean, obviously he had guys that underperform as well with Camara, yeah. um, and, and Kadarius Tony. Um, but you know, my guys, it's tough to win when you have, uh, what is it? One, two, three, four, five guys, not meet, uh, reach. Yeah. Mike Williams being the top guy. I was surprised that on your team, only three points there. Yeah, Mike Williams, DK got me six. And then my running backs, obviously, obviously Montgomery, it's a tough game. I kind of expected that. And, you know, Jacobs only got eight as well. Um, and that's going to be what's going to kill me is my running backs. My receivers with Diggs and Pittman will keep me in games. Um, they're going to get, you know, I, I'm not – obviously, I'm not saying they're going to get 20 points every single week. But if they don't, I'll kind of be like, okay, now I got to panic maybe a little bit because they didn't boom like they might have. Um, so going forward, I, I'm still fine with my team. Like I said, you know, I'm not worried. I'm not trading the farm. Like I had joked about in our group chat. <laughs> um, but no, I'm not, I'm not too worried yet. Yeah. Colton's team is interesting. I didn't realize he had Michael Carter on the bench. So trading away Brees Hall was, I'm sure that played some sort of factor. Right. Um, it definitely makes it easier to play Carter now that, now that you don't have both on your team. 
Yeah, so now he has DK and he has Michael Carter and Julio Jones on his bench who could boom these next couple weeks. His team's looking pretty interesting here. It's still, yeah, it's still interesting. Keep doing that, then it's a lot different. Um, Right. And he plays, let's go to week two. Uh, He plays Najee Germany, who is 0-1. You know, I haven't looked at all the matchups yet, like who's got who and whatnot. But he's making a strong. He's projected to win by 0.6 points. So a 2-0 start for a team that you said was the worst team. I did, and I will. I told him I would eat my words if he made the playoffs. So <laughs> <laughs> he's one step closer. Yep. Um, yeah. Let's see. Next matchup from last week: Double D Cubs, Brandon versus Billy James. Sus. Uh, this was. I, I didn't really pay much attention to this matchup. One thirty-three to one hundred two. BJ won this one. Uh, on the backs of basically Saquon Barkley and Michael Thomas, his other running backs, McCaffrey, fifteen points. That's a dud for McCaffrey. Chubb was fine at 15 points, but no other real boom guys on his team. No, he he just got lucky that he played the guy who had the fewest amount of points. Uh, I mean, he would have beaten me as well. Um, But, I mean, yeah, Trey Lance, 8 points. Deontay Johnson, 10. London, 12. Waller, 12. Like, he he had two guys that just boomed for him, um, and everyone else was just average. So, yeah. And for Brendan's team, now Elijah Mitchell's out, and he'll plug in Daryl Henderson. Are you worried about, at all about this team? We both marked this as a playoff team. Yeah, it was kind of like that fifth, sixth spot. Um, I think Cook will be fine. I mean, he got 14 points without scoring. Um, and Fournette looked really solid. I think he'll just keep getting – I think he'll get a lot more targets than two. CD I'm nervous about. Keenan's obviously out. I mean, I don't know. Let's go to who he's playing. He could be looking at 0-2 just because of injuries. Yeah. Um, week two, he plays uh, Riley, who put up the most amount of points. Who has you know Josh Allen, um, and Jefferson and AJ Brown. You know those three guys are are always good. You can always expect those guys always have the opportunity to just boom and kill an opponent, right? With not much bust. So it's not looking good for uh, Double D Cup um, going ahead into next week. Might be starting out zero and two. Yeah, let's go right into Riley's team then. He put up the most points, 175. Najee Jeremy put up 124. It's nothing to, nothing to gawk about, but he just caught Riley on an unbelievable day, even when Cam Akers put up a goose egg in his lineup. I yeah, know. I mean, you hate to see it. He was probably sweating <laughs> bullets when he saw that. But then he also had Josh Allen in the same game So and Gabe Davis, so it kind of balanced out. Um, yeah, I mean, Riley's team, it's still – you know, Gibson will be the one, and we'll see how that plays out the rest of the year. Um, his two receivers he hit on with Jefferson and Brown, they're, they're going to do what they do. It's just the other guys that are kind of questionable. Like we said, Gibson, Hawkinson, DJ Moore, and Miles Sanders. I don't see Miles Sanders doing what he did every week. No, he was only projected nine points. He put up 18, so he's not going to double his projection every week. Uh, and then for Nick's side, I'm cu- he has Dotson on the bench. I'm curious to see what lineup changes he makes. If he, you know, ETN dudded and obviously Ayuk dudded for with that, you know, throwaway game. But mm-hmm. curious to see if Dotson makes his way into the lineup week two. It's definitely a possibility. If not, I think Damian Harris will be a good play this week. Uh, just because, you know, I mean, you know, or Najee, like you said, Najee might be out. Ayuk, if Kittle's out, you, can, you still kind of, Kind of got to play him. 
Um, but if those two guys are out, you know, Harris and Dotson aren't awful plays because, you know, Dotson, they play the Lions, who just gave up 38 points uh, to the Eagles. Um, but I think I definitely think Damon Harris I th- should be plugged into his lineup. I just don't know who I take out. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I, I, I would personally like to see Dotson do it again before I plug him in, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, two more matchups left. The closest matchup of the week, Team Ryko beats Jack Black by 1.5 points, and he had Russell Wilson put up 19 fantasy points. I'm sure he was sweating bullets till the end there. He was, <laughs> and I know Jack was messaging me. He's like, I just need Russ to throw a pick. That's all I need. Um, and, I mean, this was supposed to be the, uh, the highest-scoring team versus one of the lowest-scoring teams, and it made it a game. It just sucks that Prescott got hurt. I mean, he literally only needed – that, you know, probably 40, 50 more yards uh, for Jack to, you know, win this game. Yeah, between Prescott and Pollard in that Sunday night game, they combined did not score 10 fantasy points. So Jack could easily be 1-0. Yeah, and, you know, his receivers, you know, Chase, Adams, Debo in that in that mop fest. I mean, those, those three guys are just going to keep him in games like we had mentioned when we went over the team. And he's just got to find a dime, you know, a couple of diamond in the roughs after kind of boom, whether that's MBS, Landry, Lazard coming back, uh, J.K. Dobbins can come back. I mean, right. Jack's team is it's it's it just seems mid to me, but he can win <laughs> games because I mean he can win games because of his three receivers. They right, can, like they can all boom, and Dylan's going to be just fine if. And then when he gets D Hop back, his team just looks better with D Hop, Lazard, and uh, J.K. Dobbins in his lineup. Yeah, this this will be one of the more interesting lineups of the year. I we could yeah. be wrong about this one too. It's definitely mid right now because of suspensions and injuries. Right. Um, but once we get in that week, once Hopkins can come back, we would assume JK's back then. He could be a team to beat just because he has a great core base of receivers. He could. And to the other side for Jake, he has Curtis Samuel, who is one of our top waiver wire pickups of the week. I don't who Devontae Smith's goose egg. <laughs> Do you think he's going to put Samuel in over A-Rob or Devonta Smith this week? I think you put him in over Devonta Smith. I wouldn't do over A-Rob just because, you know, Sean McVay came out and said we need to give A-Rob the ball more. So, and I think McVay is going to do that. He said that last year with Woods, and they did it. Um, so, I would definitely keep A-Rob in his lineup. And, you know, I think you ride the hot hand with Curtis Samuel. It's not like he did the Dotson with, you know, five targets and two touchdowns. He had 11 targets. Right. Um, which is a lot more which is a lot more to follow up than just the Dotson with the touchdowns. Yeah, I think I would put over – I would put Samuel in over Devonta Smith this week if I was him. Okay. Um, and the last matchup, I started out 0-1 versus one of the top teams we both said, Logan Krieger. Yeah, he, he underperformed. He he did. I needed 30 out of Javante on Monday night. Could only put up 17. So I started out 0-1. I mean, his team top to bottom put up solid numbers besides Thielen and Juju. Everyone, yeah. everyone else went double digits. Yeah, everyone else is, double, is in double digits. I mean, you get 12 from Eckler or 11, you're not you're, – you're, you're upset. He was projected 21, so he did 10 worse. Um, Kyler, I – don't I think we expected more because we thought it was going to be a shootout when it was just one sided. Connor did great. Obviously, Cup balled out. Evans did Mike Evans things, um, but he still has a lot to you know look forward to after starting. You know he's one to know, but he underperformed. Right. Um, but you know he could play a DJ Chark who has a good matchup with Washington. You know instead of a 
you know, a Juju, even if you're a little nervous about Juju um, and Adam Thielen, you know, I think Thielen might be a good play this week, but he's got at least another option or two on the bench. You know, Robbie Anderson balled out. Will that continue? I would like to see another week from him. Yeah, I mean, I'm not playing Robbie Anderson just because. I mean, even though even though it's kind of like I'm kind of being a hypocrite with the targets, we've seen DJ Moore at least do it multiple times. Where Robbie, we haven't seen it in like two years, right? Compared to the Washington side of the ball, where we talked about last a uh, couple minutes ago. Yeah. And then for my side, bottom half of my lineups, there's a lot of red flags. We're, we're, we're obviously going to throw out the zero points from Quebec because of that game. Yep. God, Godwin was out. I didn't want to play him. I put in Stevenson, Dud, Elijah Moore. Not not what we wanted. Rashad Bateman. But if it wasn't for that touchdown, not what we wanted. So. And obviously T Higgins. So if, uh, obviously T Higgins might be out. Concussions are always weird. Um, let's say he is out. Who do you plug in for him? I'm going to have to go Chase Claypool. Okay. I, I have Gainwell on the bench, but he didn't get as much work. I got Rex Burkhead, but I don't really want to put Burkhead <laughs> in my lineup. Melvin Gordon only got, you know, less than 50% of the snaps. So I'll just have to take the big volume guy, I guess. Okay. I mean, he did have, um, he, I mean, he had six, he had 12 opportunities. You know, they ran him a lot. I don't, I don't know if that will go up with, um, Najee maybe being limited, but he also had six targets. So yeah, I definitely think Claypool would be uh, the best option there. Yeah. So we shall see. Week two starts tomorrow, and we'll go. So we'll go over every Wednesday episode. We'll do the Thursday night game, and then we'll break down all the noon games. So let's get right into Chargers Chiefs, which could be the best game of the week. It definitely well could be, um, and it's almost like you don't really have to talk much about this about these teams because you're almost playing all of them, like always. Right. Yeah. Highest over under on the week at fifty four and a half. Chiefs open up as home favorites, four point favorites. So, yeah. I mean, if you have Mahomes, you got him. If you have Clyde, you were you were you know weary week one, but now he's for sure in your lineups. Yeah, I mean, you are playing him. You're riding that high. I think he's a guy that you can trade high for just because it was a weird game. They kind of put in their backups, and their backups succeeded as well. And so I don't know if that's going to hurt Clyde going forward with Isaiah, you know, kind of doing – you know, he kind of played pretty well for his first game. Um, But Clyde's definitely in your lineup. Uh, Chargers do have a good defense. They held Jacobs and the other Raiders to, you know, I think, what, four and a half – four yards of carry – which is fine, but the Raiders were just down and they were just chucking it. Right. Yeah. And that, as opposed, well, so what do we do with the Chiefs wide receivers then? You know, it's, Juju didn't put up 10 fantasy points last week, but I don't know if we even know a clear wide receiver one yet. No, I think, it's well, healthy. especially in a one flex league, I think you can find, I don't want to say you can find other options because this game is going to be high scoring. So I want one of them. And. God, I feel like, man. Yeah, who who are you taking a shot on this week? Because, I mean, most people picked Juju week one, and she was pretty much a disappointment. I mean, they both, you know, definitely were disappointments. I mean, I don't think either – did either even get double digits? I'm pulling that up right now. 8.9 fantasy points for Juju and half PPR on eight targets, and MVS got four targets and 6.1 points. So Yeah, so I think I would go Juju just because he did double him in targets. I think this game will be closer and more of that high scoring that we'd hope from the Cardinals-Chiefs. So I think I would go Juju um, just for the volume aspect of it. Yeah, 
And you're not playing Sky Moore. One target, 3.5 points. No, not yet. But you are obviously playing Kelsey. You always play Kelsey. He's yeah. – Waller, Waller had a fine game Kelsey, against the Chargers last week. Kelsey's going to do Kelsey things. Yeah, and then the other, the other side of the ball, there's not many question marks either. Herbert, you're playing him. Eckler, yeah. even though a dud week one, you're playing him. Mike Keenan Allen's – he's still listed as questionable on the injury report, but he's going to be out. Yeah. Uh, you're playing Mike Williams, even though he dudded. Josh Palmer, this wide receiver, two now this week if the Allen's out. Are you playing – are you thinking about Josh Palmer? Definitely think about him. I know he was kind of like that hot commodity, late round, like super late round guy. Um, you know, he only had four targets where Guyton was kind of the guy who did take over for that role. And he ended up getting, uh, let's get his game log. Um, oh, it wasn't Guyton. Who's the guy that scored for the Chargers, the receiver? Um, He was a no name. I, I oh, okay. Okay. But- so what we're saying is Mike Williams and nobody else then? And obviously a one flex league, but. Yeah, in a one flex league, I think it is just Mike Williams. Um, I think Eckler is going to be used a lot more this week in the passing game. Um, and, I mean, one one of these guys will. Oh, is uh Dorch. No, no, Dorch was for the Cardinals. Cardinals, yeah. yeah. But wrong. Oh yeah. So Dorch. So why I wrote Dorch? Um, he was very fantasy relevant for the Cardinals last week. I believe he had seven targets, and he's their wide receiver two against the Chiefs. Um, so I think one of these guys you can play, but I'm hesitant just because I think Eckler will just be used a lot more. Yeah, I mean there was there was some injuries. You're already already thin. Go check the waiver wire. It's waiver Wednesday. See if one of those guys are out there. Yeah, and Everett, I think you are playing. You know, he he, you ride the hot hand. He had 14 points last week. Uh, Zach Ertz wasn't necessarily the greatest, obviously, last week, but you know, Everett is a good stream option. Yeah, I would agree. Tight end four in the week. If you're if you're streaming, which if you have Gerald Everett, you are. Keep him in there. Um, so let's start with the first noon game on the slate: Jets and Browns. That just screams like I want to throw up everywhere <laughs> yeah it's definitely a game i just don't want to watch the, the browns could easily be 2-0 and who saw that coming not me i don't think anyone really did <laughs> and um i mean we'll talk about the home team first but they have a good chance but are the is there anyone you're playing for the jets like are you playing you're obviously not playing flacco are you I, playing I, hall or carter I don't know about the running backs. If I absolutely yeah. have to, I will. I know I have Hall in my three flex league. I think I still will play Brees Hall just okay. because he's got double digit targets. Um, but I am playing Elijah Moore still. You know, we just yeah. talked about in my dynasty league. I I think he will continue to get more work than he saw in week one. So Okay. I mean but yeah, I'm not I, I'm not happy about any Jets option. No, and I and I obviously now I have Hall on my team. He might be in the starting lineup, kinda of just depends on what happens throughout the week. I know I picked up or I didn't pick up, I had drafted him, Jeff Wilson. You know, he I'm gonna see what happens to him for the rest of the week. Um but it's just not exciting. You're not excited to start a Jets player, especially because the Browns do have a pretty solid defense. They kinda held McCaffrey in check, they held DJ Moore in check, they um, you know, Robbie has Anderson just beat him deep on one play. And other than that, the Browns defense looked pretty solid. Yeah. So if the Browns start two and oh, it's, it, we're not taking, we're taking that with a grain of salt, right? They beat the Panthers and they'll probably beat the Jets. Right. So I, I still think they will be a 
seller team in this division. So we'll just have to see how that shakes out. But, so Browns, you're not starting Brissett. No. I am starting both running backs, though. Oh, you for have sure. Them, I mean, Chubb had 22 opportunities last week. Um, Hunt even, was a top five back. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're both they're, – yeah, they're both almost always going to be guys that you're both playing. I'll say Chubb first because he'll get the majority of the work. Um, and Hunt might always be a, a flex option as well. You know, he, 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 can, he just finds the end zone. Yeah, if I have Hunt, I'm I'm putting him in my, in my lineups. No way. For sure. Um, Cooper Cup or not Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper <laughs> in a deep flex. Oh, that's tough. I, I the, did see six targets. He only got four point seven fantasy points. He did the Jets. The Jets' young corners though they held Bateman. I mean, Duvernay did score, but you know he scored twice. But that's all Duvernay really did. Like he wasn't targeted a lot. Uh, the Jets' young corners. Um, they they kind of held their own. Like I'm 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 nervous to start Cooper. Yeah, I I think I'm I have him one in one league. I don't know if I will or not. I don't. Uh, he's out for me for this week. I yeah, I'm leaning sixty forty for being out too. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, he he's definitely on my bench. Um, and he might he might just stay there until I can see it one game, and then I'm gonna ride the high. But I, again, I just think the the Jets. Uh, corners are really good for their first game and you know sauce Gardner was a top five pick um and, yeah and he showed it he he's shown it so far so i think cooper's out for me and then same with ninjoku one target one catch i i if you're streaming tight ends i don't know if i i'm for sure pivoting from ninjoku yep 100 percent. i didn't even write his name down even though he was a, a late guy that i liked i it just the week one just did not sit well with me no uh, so the next noon game, we have the Commanders at Detroit. This is a toss-up game for me. I wouldn't be shocked if either team won this game. Um, obviously, that's huge for the Commanders. Two starting off two and zero. Nobody, you know, like nobody thought they were going to win the division, especially the with the Cowboys and their injuries. You know, they might be able to. I, I don't think they're going to find the playoffs because the NFC. It's not as tough, but I just I just feel like there are better teams than the Commanders. Right. See, so yeah, even if they start two and zero. And I'm not a Lions hater, but it would be hilarious to just have them all, all – hard knocks come in, have them all – have all this hype, and then just start off how they always start off. Oh, and Especially two. both losses <laughs> at home, too. Oh, that would that would just be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm on the commander's bandwagon. Yeah, um, but uh, I'm, I'm hopping on, you know, the Wentz uh, streaming option. I think it's a great option. He was a QB3 with those picks, and he's playing the Lions who gave up. Uh, QB four to Jalen Hurts obviously is a little bit different style with Jalen, um, but I just see Wentz being able to continue. I don't think he's going to get thirty one points again, but I think he can get mid to high twenties. I agree. If you want, I don't know. I don't trust Wentz personally, but I think he's a fine streaming play. Do you I mean, see Detroit? Detroit opened up as a one and a half point favorites. By the way, I did. I just looked at it. Over <laughs> under is forty nine, so it's going to be. A, I think that's a high scoring game. At that, yeah, anything high forties and above, that's that's a high scoring game. But I, I, I think Wentz will do fine. Like if you have Dak Prescott, I pick yep. up Carson Wentz for this week. Yep. I don't know what their schedule looks like moving forward. Um, let me click on it. Uh, they got Detroit, Philly, Dallas, Tennessee. So this might be Wentz's only game you play until Tennessee. Right. Yeah. I. I mean, if you're streaming, why not just pick him up for a week and drop him right away? Right. Um, but what about the rest of the commanders? Gibson, you're in. Lions gave up 216 rushing yards. He's in your lineup. 100%. 
Um, I think Scary Terry is the only for sure. Yeah, um, Terry's for sure in your lineup, even though he was a wide receiver 25 in the week, 13 points. You're playing him every week. You draft well, that, him that's high, just what he's going to end up with. He's going to end up as a wide receiver 25. I'm not going to be surprised if he gets wide receiver 24 on a week or 26. He's just going to be wide receiver 25 the entire year. Yeah, most people drafting Terry in the fourth, maybe fifth round, they knew what they were getting themselves into. He'll have maybe a couple top 12 finishes, but he will live in the back end of the wide receiver two range most of the year. Right. And Samuel again. He saw those 11 targets. And that is, is going to be another game where I think it's going to be it's supposed to be high scoring. I can see them maybe trailing and then them coming back late. And so I think Curtis Samuel is a good streamable flex option. Like a, a for sure, if you have two flexes, but even a flex one, um, you know, if you have a T Higgins or you had a Mar or not Amari Cooper, but um, Godwin and you need to plug in someone, I think he's a good option. Julio Jones or Curtis Samuel? I go Julio just because of the QB. Okay. I wanted to see where that line was. I, I wanted to, I didn't want to get the Curtis Samuel hype chain too out of proportion, but I agree. No. And then you got to look at what the lines did with, you know, against AJ Brown. I mean, obviously, you know, AJ Brown is much better than Terry and obviously Curtis Samuel, but they, you know, they, they shut down Devonta Smith, but that was only four targets. AJ Brown did what he wanted. And I, and they did, the lines didn't get a pass rush whatsoever. Um, Hurts was sacked one time for four yards. You know, I, I think Curtis is a really solid play this week. Okay. And then, yeah, I, I'm in agreement with you. Curtis Samuel, probably in my lineup, depending on my bench. Over Dotson, yes. Over Dotson. Dotson did benefit the most just because he had those two touchdowns, mm-hmm. but he only saw four targets. I'm, yeah. That, that could have just been a fluke. Yep. Um, And then we're not talking about Logan Thomas, tight end 19. I don't think – he did see six targets, but I think there's better options. There are, and I think Gibson will just get a lot of work, a lot of work in the passing game, like he did last week. Yeah. Uh, other side of the ball, Jared Goff. I'm still not playing. No, nope. Washington held Lawrence to a flat, a below 50 QBR. Um, yeah, Goff is not in my lineup. Uh, Swift, obviously, huge run, huge guy. Week one, he's in your lineup. Jamal Williams, running back 13 on the week last week. I, yeah. I do have a question mark. By his name. He saw a total of 13 opportunities, 11 yeah. on the ground, and, of course, he got the goal line work. And, but he was only on the field for 33% of the snaps. So, I in, in one flex leagues, I'm not playing him. In deeper flex leagues, I would think about it, depending on who else I had. Yeah, in one flex, you're definitely not. There are guys who are much better. I mean, in some cases, Gibson might be your one flex because he fell in the draft, in the, in the in late uh, drafts. Obviously, you're starting Gibson over, over Williams. You're starting... You know, I'm trying to think of like two teams with two RBs. You're starting both Jags running backs. You're starting both Cowboys. You're starting both Packer running backs. Um, what about Melvin Gordon or Jamal Williams? I would go Melvin. Well, Gordon only got five fantasy points. They both, you know, both running backs had a fumble, but then they both got goal line work. So I think I'll just take the more opportunities in Williams. Okay. What about you? Who the Denver plays? Houston, I would go Melvin Gordon. That's that's fair. That's that's a point. That's a coin flip, though. I think Broncos. Okay, I mean, I saw this last week, but I feel like Broncos should win this game, <laughs> and I think they'll be ahead, kind of in control. And Melvin Gordon, Javante will get a lot more carries. Yeah, they should. But um, um, receivers, you're playing Amon Ra, eight catches, sixty-four, and a touchdown. D 
DJ Chark found his way into wide receiver two territory. Yep. I mean, he had eight targets and a touchdown. I'm kind of the same way I am with Curtis Samuel. He's on my, he's a definitely a flexible, a two flex, three flex league and a really good uh, DraftKings streamable option. Yeah, I would agree. I would definitely take a look at him. And uh, Hawkinson, then, you're playing as well. Yeah. Hockey. Again, you drafted him. You knew what you were getting yourself into. Not great, but no. he's, he's fine. He can score a touchdown, and then you're happy with it. Right. Uh, next game on the on the noon slate, we got Bucks at Saints. Buccaneers are only a two and a half point favorite, and it's a lower under over under than I was expecting at 44. I think just with the injuries that the Buccaneers offensive line, Godwin, um, and the Saints usually have their number at home at least. Yeah. So I didn't hear any news on Kamara, but he is listed as questionable on this uh, injury report. Do you do you have any indication he's not playing? Because I don't. Um, all I heard was he was kind of even last week. That's why they kind of limited his opportunity. Um, I think it was a was it a rib injury? Two days ago, Saints head coach said he's still dealing with this rib issue. Rib. So, I mean, man, it, I mean, if he's well, Dennis Allen said playing, Monday, you have to play him. Right. Dennis Allen said Monday, quote unquote, I think he's going to be fine. Yeah. I mean, you were definitely disappointed last week. I think you still might be disappointed because he might not get, you know, I can see him getting 13 and you're disappointed if he does that. But it's Alvin Kamara. He usually doesn't do this back to back weeks. He's usually, you know, seeing seven, eight targets and making the most of them. Right. So I am playing him. So let's let's talk about the overall game script first. The Saints, they're both one and zero. The Saints have had the Bucks number when Brady's there in the regular season. So this is big. One of my hot takes for the season was Saints were getting double digit wins. This would be a huge and they almost there. lost the first one. They did almost, but they didn't. Yeah, <laughs> your double digit Raiders lost the first one. They did. They had a tougher matchup. That's fair. <laughs> uh, let's start with the away team though. Brady didn't post up great fantasy numbers, but. If he's your quarterback, I would still play him this week. Yeah, I think – I mean, I think he might be almost close to the sit just because, like we have mentioned, the Saints have their not have his number. He did not play well last week, um, and he's going to be missing Godwin, even though Julio will be there. Uh, I think there are better streaming options. You know, I, I wouldn't mind a Wentz – it sounds awful saying a Wentz over Brady, um, a Matt Ryan over Brady – uh, you know, Stafford this week over Brady just because of the matchups are better. Yeah. I mean, last year, his two matchups versus Saints, he posted up QB four. He was a QB four on the week. And then later in the season, he was a QB 29. So the, no real indication on which Brady you're going to get. No, but uh, someone who you are for sure playing are Leonard Fournette, um, Atlanta or Cadell Patterson rushed for 122 yards. So Fournette's obviously playing. Evans is playing. I have Julio's a great streamable option, great flex option as well. Yep, not much else to talk about on the Bucks. I'm playing all three of those guys as well. All right, Jameis, another streaming option with Wentz. Um, not who'd for you, you not say? for me. No, no. I think I would. I think just the Bucks. They handled Dallas and they made Prescott look like he's never played football. Um. They they had a good pass rush. They were making a tough run. They have good defensive backs, good linebackers. Um, I, I don't think I would play Winston this week. I think I would do a Wentz. I would all those guys I mentioned earlier. I would do them over Winston as well. 
It would be a, it would be tough a closer matchup for me between Winston and Wentz just because Winston will throw the ball over forty times in this matchup. I mean, I don't know. I think they're gonna. Man, I don't know. It's a tough one. Uh, I I think the Saints will be down most of the game. They sh- I would ex- I would expect that as well. But you saw that last week, and where did you know what did Wentz even put up back with the numbers? We'll see. Win- Winston put up QB seven. Wentz put up QB. Wentz put up QB three. So there you go. Okay. I, I mean, it's 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 a take your pick. Both these guys should be on the waiver wire. So if you have Dak, pivot. If you have you know a- anybody else like a Matt Ryan and even Tom Brady, if Wentz is on, yeah. like who would you play over Brady or Wentz? I said her. I said Wentz. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean that's that's a toss up for me, but. Play who you believe in. We talked about Camaro. Um, Zeke did average five yards a carry, so that is good news for and with a bad offensive line. Um, Saints have a better O line, so that is good news for Camara and the rushing game. Um, but obviously, you just got to watch it. And if he's out, I'm not playing another Saints running back. No. So rank rank these three Saints receivers on one one to ten. How yep. confident would you feel about putting all three of these guys in your lineup? All three? No, I'm not putting all no, 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 like, three. Yeah, so like obviously you don't have all three. Like if you had Michael Thomas one to ten, how confident would you be playing it? I would say seven for Thomas, six for Landry, and three for Olave. I don't think there's a world I'm playing Olave. Um I would much rather play MVS over Olave. I'd much rather play DJ Char, uh, even Dotson over Olave. Um, but I think MT we saw that he you know, I'm eating my words right now. We saw, I mean, again, it was he, he was targeted the second most on the team, and he got the two touchdowns. And I think Landry is a good, for sure, three flex. Um, but one flex, I think, is still a good option. As you mentioned, they you expect them to be down, and he led the team in targets. You know, I don't see why that just can't continue. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree with you 100% on Olave. Landry, I'm a little more confident than you are. If if he's on my bench in a one flex, I would strongly consider putting him in my lineup. So and him I, or yes. other side of the Buccaneers, Julio? Um, I would play oh, – that's tough because they're both wide receiver twos. <sighs> oh, you're putting me on the spot here. I would play – Let's Okay, Kamara is injured. Kamara's injured. I'm playing Jarvis Landry. Okay, Kamara's healthy. I lean 51% Julio, but neither choice feels like the right choice. <laughs> okay. That's that, fair. That, that's a close one. I'm higher on Julio this week, so I would go Julio over uh, Landry. Okay. And then Taysom Hill put up a, a good fantasy week one, but I'm not playing Taysom Hill. No. No. Not at all. <laughs> uh, next noon game, we got four left here. Panthers at Giants. Giants are two-point favorites. Uh, 43 point over under. It's going to be another ugly game. Yeah, this just screams the Jets and Browns again. Um, and it, if the Giants win and the uh, Commanders win, they'll both be 2 and 0. And I would love to see Baker keep losing games. So I'm a full, <laughs> I'm a full Giants fan. There's no today. need for Baker slander. <laughs> uh, but with that being said, I am not playing him. I'm not uh, this week at all. No. So Baker's out for both of us. CMC, you're obviously playing. Yeah, I mean, even if it wasn't just CMC, he doesn't have that name. Let's say he's an at us. Let's say he's just a good fantasy running back. David Montgomery. 
Yeah, I, I definitely would. Uh, CN, uh, the Titans, I know it's Derrick Henry, but Henry rushed for four yards of carry. And then both of Tennessee's touchdowns went to the uh, running back. Right. So. Um, the receivers, DJ Moore didn't do anything compared to Robbie Anderson, but DJ Moore still in your lineup. Robbie Anderson, though, so we'll, we'll loot them him in with the uh, other two guys we just talked about. Julio, Robbie Anderson, Jarvis Landry. Uh, you're still playing Julio out of those three? It'd go Julio, Landry, then Anderson. Um, and then I'd, I'd probably still do DJ Chark over him. I'd do Curtis Samuel over him. Um, but he is a good uh, deeper flex league option, though. I mean, you are riding, you are riding it, um, and hoping that it can continue. It can continue, but I just think CMC will get more of those targets than the eleven Anderson got. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm not excited to play Anderson just because he's been irrelevant for two years now, right? And he didn't want Baker. He didn't want Baker as his quarterback to begin with. He did not, and <laughs> maybe that's how Baker's trying to make it up to him, target him to uh, eleven times. Maybe, yeah, maybe DJ Moore should just go on social media and start talking shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other side of the ball, there's not much to talk about though. There's not- one player I'm playing, and that's it. Yeah, so you're playing Saquon if you have him. If you don't, you're not touching Giants. Yeah, I mean, even though even with Saquon doing what he did last week, Chubb had over 100 yards. Hunt scored twice. Like the Panthers' D, I thought they were. I mean, maybe they still are fine and solid, but they were awful against the running backs last week. So I'll take Saquon coming back, being great, and the what happened last week. The Panthers' defense. Okay. Uh, next game, the lowest over under on the week: Patriots Steelers. Patriots are a one and a half point favorites, even though they lost week one. Uh, continuing the trend with quarterbacks, I'm not playing either of them. No, neither of them will be in your lineup. I don't think maybe all season. No, unless Mitch starts to run more, then maybe. But yeah, yeah. right now, no. Yeah, um, I, they're both out. But I do like, and you have one of them in Dynasty. You can touch on these two. So Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris, they're gonna be tough. Flex options all week, you know, all year. I don't trust either of them. Ramondre Stevenson was only to, only on the field for twenty five percent of the snaps. Only got ten opportunities to Damian Harris's thirty nine percent snaps, twelve opportunities. So, if if you have one, I don't know if I'm playing them every week. Um, it's, it's I think have... with Ty Montgomery being out, I'm playing both. You're playing? Oh Jesus. I like if, be, if I, I if obviously buy like both on my team, I'm not playing them both. But like, right. I think they're both plug-in options for a, a flex option. I think uh, Steelers defense. I mean, look what Mixon did. Mixon did whatever he wanted. Uh, Mixon had 140 total yards. He had seven receptions with 70 yards with those receptions. Um, he kind of did. The Bengals did what they wanted in the passing game for him, and then. He ran the ball really well against them. You know, I mean, he had a lot of opportunities, but he also got almost 90 rushing yards. Um, yeah. And Ty Montgomery is out. So I would definitely feel fine playing Harris and Stevenson. Well, that's good to know. I, Stevenson's in my dynasty lineup right now, but I'm not confident. This just feels like a last year's Zeke Pollard type deal. You play one, the other goes off. You know, you're just pulling your hair out every week trying to decide who's going to be fantasy relevant every week. Yeah, and I think just with Montgomery being out because he was the other guy who got you know some time got timeshare and he scored the touchdown. 
Um, it's just going to be more reps and more snaps for him. And they don't – Mac Jones is questionable. They don't have any good wide receivers. Right. So, yeah, we're both in agreement. We're not playing any Patriots receiver. No. Hunter Henry only got, saw three targets, tight end 34 on the week. I'm pivoting from Henry until I see him getting more involved. Yep, I totally agree. So, other than the running backs, woof for the Patriots. And that's what it was last year, too. I mean, Hunter Henry, you could have played last year. You finished as a tight end eight. Yeah. But it just didn't feel like you f- should have been there. Right. Uh, other side of the ball, Najee, I'm a little worried about this week just because he's, you know, dealing with that foot, quote-unquote, injury. He should be playing week two, but if, against a tough Patriots matchup, he might be finding his way into my uh, running back start Sid video this week. Yeah, I think – I totally agree. I think he is out for me. Um, I just – the injury, Steelers did a Steelers did a good job against Chase Edmonds, um, and that's kind of what Najee is. Him and Edmonds are kind of the same. They both get most of the carries to see targets. And Edmonds, I think he ended like with 10 to 11 fantasy points max. Yeah, 10 fantasy um, points. Yeah, so I, I'm, I think Najee is a surprise sit of the week. I mean, how are you supposed to tell people that, you know, sit your your first round pick, but don't come to us crying when he only puts up seven fantasy points. Because <laughs> I also said, I also said Henry's going to be off to a slow start and Giants are going to win, and I was right there. I said to sit Aaron Rodgers. I said to um, sit Matt Stafford. Yeah, so play Najee at your own risk this week. And now, uh, gonna, now that we, now now that I'm bragging, he's going to go off like thirty. <laughs> Uh, the receivers, though, Deontay, he's in your lineup. What are we doing with Claypool? And, you know, Pickens has to be on your bench. Yeah, Pickens is not coming off. Um, Claypool, I wrote no other receiver, but, again, there have been injuries. Uh, two guys, I mean, you're kind of battling that with T. Higgins and with Godwin. Right. Um, so, if you are battling injuries, then I think you do have to play Claypool. But if you're if you're in a one-flex league, I think he sits, he's sitting on my bench. Yeah, I would agree. I'm I'm deciding between my you know with between him and a couple other guys uh, for my third flex spot. But yeah, one flex, he's out. What uh, if Najee is out? Does that help you? Does that slight, playful slight, get put in then or slightly? I'd be looking at Warren, the backup running back on the waiver wire. But I don't I don't even know if I'd waste any fab on him. I'd waste a dollar. Well, it's waiver Wednesday. You can get him for free if you're listening today. Yep. But, yeah, Pat, you're starting as well. Saw a lot of targets. Yeah, 5 for 75. You have them. You're playing them. Yep. Uh, Two more games to get to here. Uh, Colts-Jags over under is 47. Colts are only a four-point favorite after that embarrassment last week with Houston. Embarrassment and Jags should have won that game. They should – both teams should be 1-0. They should. But neither of them have a win. Uh, (laughs) Um but I think just like last week, I think Matt Ryan is another streamable option. Once we saw what he did QB three last week, I don't know if Matt Ryan can do that, but it gives you hope that he can do a lot better than what we thought last week. So if you're the deck owner, what are you looking at Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz? Oof, man, both have good matchups. Um, I think I would go with Wentz just because I can see the Colts kind of just ru- – they're going to run the ball a lot more, so it's going to take away from Matt Ryan's passing attempts. Yeah. Um, and uh, Washington, they have more receiving weapons, whereas the Colts have one, and that is the guy who you are starting, Michael Pittman. Yeah, other than Matt Ryan, there's no question marks. You're starting Taylor. You're starting Pittman. 
I am personally it. not starting Hines. Are you? No, I mean, I thought about it just because he did see a lot of targets. Um, you know, he's kind of in that same boat with Jamal Williams, Melvin Gordon, Hines. Um, I think I'd put him over Melvin just because he catches the ball. Okay. Oh, man. And now I'm talking myself into I'd rather have Hines over Williams and um, Melvin Gordon, honestly, because he does catch oh, the wow. ball. That's what he does. Yeah. So, yeah, out of those three, I would probably rank them Hines, Gordon, Williams for this week. Yeah, I don't even want to bust my brain thinking about that. That's just <laughs> shit on shit. <laughs> Got another brain buster. Uh, other side of the ball, are you playing Trevor Lawrence or no? No. Um, Colts defense is pretty solid, and he didn't show it against a weaker commander's defense. So I'm sitting him, unfortunately. I thought he was going to be a good streamable guy. Um, but I'm sitting in for right now. Uh, and then the backfield, we thought it was going to be ETN's backfield, but obviously not. James Robinson, 11 carries, 66 and a touchdown to uh, uh, only four rushing attempts for ETN. But I I don't know. I don't know if I'm playing ETN this week in my lineup, even though you did have to take him with the higher draft pick. Yeah, I think they're both in my lineup. Um just because ETN does that have the ability to catch the ball and he's just he's just he's really good within his hands. Obviously he did fumble last week. Um, but I think they're gonna keep using him more. I know uh, Trevor Lawrence missed him on a touchdown opportunity. Um, so I, I'm still starring him. Okay. He, yeah, he, he was on the field for just over half the snaps at fifty one percent. So I mean if you have guys like Gordon and Heinz we just talked about who are just yeah. you know one one B or RB two guys, I would yeah I would play ETN over all those guys. So yeah, and then you're playing Kirk, dudes. He's their wide receiver one. Yeah, showed. Yep. Um, so yeah, you're playing Kirk. He might be a, a flex option every week. I would agree. I if you have Christian Kirk, he's not going to be out of my lineups many weeks. Yep. And the uh, last game, I feel like this is another. It just it's it's, it's going to be a low scoring game in my opinion, and it has a lower. It's got an average over under. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one for me. It's the Dolphins at Baltimore. Uh, the spread is three and a half to Baltimore, 44 and a half. I think this hits the over. I think I could see this being a higher scoring game. You think so? Yeah. The bo- mm-hmm. Both teams want to know. This is a big, I, I think this is a big game for both teams just to get I, off that a hot start. I think it's more important for the Dolphins than it is Baltimore because I think Baltimore. Both these guys, I don't know if they're going to win their division. I mean, obviously, we know Miami's not. Baltimore obviously still can, and they're leading the way right now. Right. Um, but I think it is more important. God, now I'm second-guessing myself. I think it's more important <laughs> for Baltimore because Miami's not winning that division. There's no chance. Where Baltimore, they can, and they got lucky with Cincinnati uh, losing week one. Yeah, the AFC, obviously, you're going to need 13, 14 wins to beat you know, Buffalo, but 10, 11 wins might do it for the AC North. Yeah. They, I mean, they're just going <laughs> to be parking in the background other. back there. I know a stupid bow. <laughs> Who's at the door. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a good game. Two great teams. I'm deciding. I'm personally deciding right now. I have, I am the Prescott owner of one of my leagues and two is on my bench. I'm wondering, should I pivot to Wentz? Should I pivot to Matt Ryan? But I think Tua will be fine in this matchup, so I don't know. 
I am out on Tua. He didn't look that – he looked eh. That's kind of what he always is, eh. Right. Um, so is Wentz. Wentz did not look eh. He's, he's, his whole career he's been eh. Okay, that's why he got an MVP <laughs> season, then he got hurt. But Wentz at least was the QB three on the week. I'd much rather play Wentz in a better against a worse team than Tua against the Ravens. All right, I know where you live. If I play Wentz over Tua and he and Tua outscores him, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chase Edmonds, what are you doing with him this week? <sighs> he that's going to be the reaction every single week for Chase Edmonds. <laughs> I, I... I know. Uh, I, I think. Uh, I mean, this was the RB thirty last week. Ten. He did. Um, but he was out there. We talked about him. Uh, you know, obviously, yes, in yesterday's episode, um, he was the main guy. He was the main back. I think he's going to see more work. And you know, the Ravens they do have a, a solid defense. The pass catchers for the Jets, the running backs, saw what nine and ten targets each. Yeah, they did. So I don't know if that's just what the Jets wanted to do or if that's just what Baltimore was giving them. Um, so if, and you might think so because you'd rather try and stop Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle with their speed, and Edmonds might get a lot of dump-offs. So I think Edmonds is a good play option. It's just until we see him, like, boom, we're just going to be like, uh, I don't know. You can only play one, ETN or Edmonds. Edmonds. Okay. I would lean Edmonds as well. I think Edmonds just because he saw 68% of snap share compared to 51. Yeah. And he, yeah, he had 12 on the ground. He was kind of involved in the passing game. So, yeah, yeah. I would agree. Um, the pass catchers for Dolphins, not much to talk about. You're playing Waddle, you're playing Hill. Yeah. Sitting Gasicki. Yeah. I mean, the, Ra- the, the Ravens defense, they gave up. Another thing for Edmonds, they gave up 5.2 yards per carry, so that's good news for Edmonds. But, yeah, you're playing Hill, super targeted. You're playing Waddle for his, for his speed, um, and teams trying to stop Hill. And you're not playing a sicky. You just hit it all in the head. Yep. Uh, Ravens, you're playing Lamar. I personally am not touching the backfield, like we said in the earlier episode, until Dobbins comes back, and then I'll think about it. But Yeah, I'm, not until I see Dobbins – Looks, see him on the field and he looks competent and irrelevant. Until then, I'm not playing a running back for the Ravens. So let's talk about the receivers, Bateman and Duvernay. I have Bateman in two leagues, and I he's in my lineups right now, but I'm kind of nervous to play him. He, he, he was a wide receiver 24 just because of that long touchdown. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it didn't – you're not feeling good about it. He was expected to kind of take over that Hollywood Brown spot. Um, and be super targeted. That's what everyone, you know, drafted him for and thought he was going to do. I do think the Jets, we talked about it earlier, the Jets corners just did a really good job. Um, I mean, I know I have Bateman. Let's go to my lineups. I have him on the bench. I am starting Sutton and Mooney over him, him and Edmonds, actually, and Julio. I might change that. Um, and so then, out of those five guys you just said, Bateman is fifth on that list for me. Yeah. Yeah, I would go – I'd probably go Sutton – Mooney, Julio, Edmonds, Bateman. I would agree in that order. And then my other league, in my three flex league, I have, I mean, I'm, I'm overpowered at receivers for my starting two, but my flexes, I have Hollywood Brown, A.J. Dillon, and Julio. And then I, again, I have Bateman on the bench. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that too. So I think that kind of says that he is staying on the bench. 
Yeah, and then as far as Duvernay goes, if you picked him up, he's staying on the bench. It, it, it very well could have been a fluke, but if you picked him up, you don't want to be wrong on him. You could have hit a home run wide receiver two guy for the Ravens if you're right. If you're not, just you're going to drop him. Yeah, the, the only pass-catching guy you are playing for Baltimore is Mark Andrews, just like yeah. Kelsey. You play him every week because you know he's going to be there. Yeah. So that'll do it for the noon games. Tomorrow we'll uh, finish up these 3 o'clock and then our big Sunday night matchup. <laughs> oh, yeah. Packers, baby. We throwing a bet down? You were talking pretty big. No, dude. The Bears are going to get whooped. <laughs> Not I've betting seen... shit. I'll say it now. And I'll probably say it again tomorrow just because it's so funny. I've seen so many tweets of, like, Bears fans, like, let's go 1-0, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, fuck. I was really rooting for the Packers to win because the last thing I want is a pissed-off Aaron Rodgers at home. Yeah, ser- seriously. The over-under in that game is fo- – we'll touch on it tomorrow. It's Right now it's 42-and-a-half. That's an implied total of 26 to, like, 10 game. And the, well, 26 to 16 15 or 16. Yeah, made a ten point favorite right now, so that's wild to me. But yeah, since the Packers haven't even won a game yet this year. Oh my god! <laughs> but we'll touch right. into the rest of the rest tomorrow, and, and our and our um, DraftKings stuff, our bets that we do. We'll get into that, and our we'll um, keep our record. I'll share our record with you guys. Yeah, so we will get into that tomorrow. Mason's got a one-point lead on me in the week going into week two, so we'll have to get that. Stupid we'll Denver. <laughs> All right, that's it for today. We'll see you guys tomorrow.